0: Hello there, and greetings to you. Welcome to Duel of the Takes, the movie and pop culture podcast that pins the wildest, most unpopular opinions head to head. Today, we are looking at the history of a not-very-celebrated awards show, the Kids' Choice Awards, and determining the best movie to ever win their Favorite Movie of the Year award. My name's Nathaniel Martin, and I am joined by my regular co-hosts, Joshua Kubis, Alden Mason, and Jory Boston. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Duel of the Takes. Today, uh, I think Josh kind of had this idea. Um, I did. So the Kids Choice Awards. It's it's that time of year. It's it's award season. The Academy Awards are right around the corner, and uh, we decided to talk about a more important award show: the the Nickelodeon Kids Choice Awards.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, we're just looking at the best picture or uh, what they call it, the favorite movie.
1: Favorite movie, yes, favorite
2: movie.
0: Kids' Favorite Movie Award of the last 32 years. It is the 33rd annual one coming up here in 2021, so no better time to do a bracket. Let
2: us know in the comments if you know why there wasn't one in 1993.
0: Yeah, apparently there was not a Kids' Choice Award in 1993. (laughs) but there's still one in 2020 and 2021 so what the fuck happened sorry we weren't we weren't born yet maybe we missed something i have a hunch our audience probably wasn't born
2: yet either but some of our audience uh, haven't even heard of some of these movies um is there any introduction that i'm i'm missing here just like out of curiosity does anybody have any like memories of the kids choice awards that stick out mine is always whatever year jack black hosted for some reason i remember the year the rock hosted because he did like a
1: traditional like uh Dance for his like culture at the end, and there was like a ton of fucking slime that came out like as like the finale to it. <laughs> I remember Gwen
2: Stefani performing "Sweet Escape." Wait, I also remember that. <laughs> it was a good performance. it Said a lot about our society.
0: I don't think I've ever watched the Kids' Choice Awards. Whoa, damn, damn, really? I just feel like they were never all that like relevant to me. I also didn't watch much Nickelodeon as a kid, so I was about to say half the stuff that was nominated you weren't allowed to watch. Ah, uh, yeah. I I wasn't allowed to watch boys in the hood for some reason as a four-year-old
1: <laughs> <laughs> so interestingly enough doing some research i'm finding that there was a 1993 kids choice award but for some reason it's just not on the wikipedia what are they hiding from us i don't know but it also doesn't list the winners just the nominees
0: what were the nominees?
1: The nominees for favorite movie were Sister Act, Batman Returns, Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, The Mighty Ducks, and Beethoven.
3: No, Batman. Did
1: Batman I feel Returns like Batman part. Returns might have won that year. <laughs> I don't know. I think Donald Trump might have snagged that Kid's Choice Award.
3: Oh, I have the winners for 93. What won in 93? 93,
0: I guess, favorite movie was Adam's Family. No, the Adam's Family won in 19... 19- that was...
1: 92.
3: Why is it saying 93? What is happening?
0: I have no
1: clue. It doesn't matter. We've got a complete bracket. Sorry, 1993. It's cool that TLC performed at the Kids' Choice Awards that year, but otherwise, also Eddie Murphy was the host.
0: This will be the first week in three weeks where we don't mention Zach Braff because TLC performed No Scrubs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're no Superman.
0: We've got the a Jim Carrey face-off. We've got the, what is this? 1996 Kids' Favorite Movie Award Ace Ventura 2 when nature calls going up against Ron Howard's The Grinch which was the 2001 kids favorite movie. Just for some context, the the Ron Howard's How the Grinch Stole Christmas beat out Big Mama's House, Charlie's Angels and Nutty Professor 2 The Clumps. And Ace Ventura 2 when nature calls beat out Batman Forever, Casper And Toy Story. Damn. Were kids based in
1: 1990? (laughs) No. In 1996.
2: How did Toy Story not win that? I don't know.
3: I'm kind of, I was going to pick Ace
1: Ventura, but in defense of Toy Story. How was Charlie's Angels nominated? is
0: my question. How was Big Mama's House nominated? <laughs> How the Great Stole Christmas is the only one of those movies that I'd say is for kids. How
1: was Ghost nominated? <laughs> How was Kindergarten Comp nominated the same year as Ghost?
0: This is the most wild award show, and that until the, uh, the Daddy Derek 420 Awards from the Cool Cat Collection. God bless. Anyway. Um, what's the better Jim Carrey movie? Ron Howard's How the Grinch Stole Christmas or Ace Ventura 2 When Nature Calls? So, this one is the sequel, right? Yes. I think I've only
2: seen the first one. I'm sorry for your loss. The sequel is okay.
1: It's not as good as the first one. I disagree. I would hesitate to call it awful.
0: It's weird because they kind of came out, like, one year after another. Jim Carrey works just as good in the sequel. Uh, it's just, like, the script and the story aren't there but the set pieces are a little bigger
1: yeah it's interesting it almost feels like in another universe this was meant to be like an ace ventura cartoon like along the lines of that beetlejuice cartoon that existed but somehow they actually made a movie out of it
3: that does make
1: sense yeah but uh, i enjoy ace ventura too uh i guess if i'm gonna be the other side of the
0: coin to josh though i have not seen the jim carrey grinch really
1: Yes. Whoa.
0: Well, you've got to watch it before our Dr. Seuss movie ranking with uh, Michael from Movies and Milk coming up in about a month. I'll watch the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch instead.
2: (laughs) Honestly, it's worse. Based. (laughs) <laughs> wait what i'm getting mixed signals here i haven't seen it i don't know i tried watching it and i couldn't get into it <laughs> i'll
0: save my take for the for the benedict cumberbatch grinch movie when we do illumination ranking because it'll happen eventually oh <laughs> it's better than this this ron howards the grinch I don't like the Grinch at all. I think this live action attempt is just kind of like, it's kind of tonally jarring. Cause like at one point I really like all like the practical effects and I love the makeup and stuff for the Grinch, the the town of Whoville and stuff like those sets are awesome. I think the production design and like the elements of this film are great, but what doesn't really work for me is how they like adapt the story. I like that they give Grinch a bit of a more of a backstory, but the fact that he's just like a victim of like, bullying as a kid for being like hairy and different is kind of like funny but not at the expense of the character it's just funny because the setting and i think like the who's look fucking creepy the lighting is like more dramatic than it needs to be in all honesty this movie scared the shit out of me as a kid and then when i rewatched it as like a slightly older kid i just didn't really find like the christmas vibes from this movie
2: much at all so bullying people that have a different skin color than you
1: nate is funny i think it's interesting that nate somebody who's been furry posting in our group chat for the last week thinks that it's funny to make fun of the furry
2: kid i i agree with a lot of what nate said though i think the production design and the costumes are brilliant i i i was gonna mention that um i think ron howard uh did a really good job when it came to that yeah there's aspects of it i think are really bad every couple of christmases i ironically watch it I get an, I get some enjoyment out of it, so I'm my vote's going to go to the Grinch here, just out of it's something I've seen and I do get some enjoyment out of it. Both of these are kind of the inferior version of another thing, whereas Ace Ventura
1: is the lesser Ace Ventura movie, and the Grinch is the lesser Grinch movie. Obviously, talking about the Benedict Cumberbatch one <laughs> and not the original.
0: <laughs> i don't know i think i'm gonna go with ace ventura here alden what says you are you still with ace ventura 2 when nature calls
3: uh i just find it really weird that this one over toy story
0: yeah me too you need to get over that because this happens
2: every year on the kids choice awards favorite movie it, it gets it's worse i think i think it's because it's nickelodeon
3: yeah i really like uh this grinch adaptation but not so much the story i guess as a kid i really didn't care as much about the story but it looked great and i liked the characters
0: i think i'm gonna have to go with ace ventura all right that's two votes for ace ventura josh are you sticking with the grinch uh yeah yeah i mean i'll i'll vote the grinch hmm Hmm. i feel like my heart is growing two sizes this day (laughs) i (laughs) kind of want to go with the grinch just because i feel like it's more ambitious and it was like although a little later into jim carrey's career i still think he put a lot into it and i can't imagine wearing like yellow colored contacts on set for like eight hours a day or whatever is enjoyable let alone the four hours
2: of makeup before and they had to hire like some kind of military specialist to teach him like torture (laughs) wait what excuse me yeah you never heard that story he said it like on a talk show where no the this he was like so like depressed and like like just felt fucking awful in the suit they had to hire some kind of military specialist that like kind of like teaches like soldiers in like combat how to like if they're ever captured to uh take torture and they hired this guy for jim carrey so he could handle this grinch suit jesus christ
0: they had like a cia counter uh interrogation operative kind of tell jim carrey how to deal with putting on makeup and wearing contacts all day (laughs) yeah i don't know i feel like this movie's kind of like a lightning in a bottle it feels very much of like that same like tim burton era kind of practical effects and everything and i don't know the lesser of two ace ventura movies i mean the, the first one's fine the second one's okay they're not good movies in in jim carrey's filmography in my opinion i'm gonna go with grinch here even though i don't like it that much is that a tie wait is alden the tiebreaker it is i am <coughs> alden i am question mark so alden are you using your tie jurisdiction to uh, have ace ventura too, when nature calls move on
3: honestly no that cia part (laughs) it's just suit why is whatever the grinch gets
0: it
1: damn i wonder if he needed a cia cia guy to help him with all the hairspray they used in ace ventura
0: (laughs) here they are the two big summer movie blockbusters of each year 1997 and 1998 going head to head up next in the bracket we've got the 1997 film in or i guess 1996 film independence day which won in 1997 for Kids' Favorite Movie over Happy Gilmore, The Nutty Professor, and Twister, versus... That seems like a fair win. Yeah, I could maybe see, like, Happy Gilmore beating it out, but Independence Day was definitely the bigger movie. Yeah.
1: I'm honestly surprised uh, The Nutty Professor didn't take it for Kids' Choice Awards. None of these makes sense. I think that's okay.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then the 1997 film Titanic, which won the 1998 Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Movie titanic which beat out batman and robin liar liar and men in black
1: (laughs) a narrow win
0: (laughs) the only one that even competes is men in black yeah All right, Independence Day versus Titanic. I feel like everyone's got some strong opinions here. How does everyone feel? Titanic. Independence Day.
2: Yeah, let's see. The one that it just enjoys big blockbusters, that part of me is like, vote Independence Day, but then Titanic is obviously the better movie with the much better director and the much better story. But at the same time, this is the Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards. <laughs> <laughs> This is a debate for another time, but whenever we rank James Cameron's movies, um, spoiler alert, Titanic would be very high on my list. I think this movie is very, very good.
0: Is it better than T2, Josh? <laughs> we'll find out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but I also really like Independence Day. I think it's a fun alien, like, big, like, explosion movie. Um, I think we saw movies after Independence Day that kind of took that kind of feel and maybe elevated it or did it better. I kind of want to see where everybody else stands here
0: before I make a final call. Jory, you were pretty quick to jump to Titanic. Is there a reason? Uh,
1: it's because I think uh,
0: Independence Day is just
1: our all... hmm. That's where I'm at.
0: Yeah, I feel like Independence Day is one of those movies I turn on like one like once a year or so. It's like a great like it's on TV right now I'm gonna finish it out kind of movie but I can't really imagine like going out of my way to turn on the movie Independence Day unless I'm like sitting around with like friends or something like I, Titanic is also a good like I'm flipping through channels and it's on kind of movie but I don't know about you guys i get sucked in way more every time titanic's on and like billy zane's being an asshole and like punching kate winslet i'm like yo i'm i'm hooked (laughs) oh wait the ship's crashing oh i'm super down that scene where he
2: just takes like a little girl and he's like i have a child she's everything i or i i'm
0: everything she has to get on a boat he's great literally probably the highlight of the movie but honestly like titanic was such a fucking big movie like and I mean, you could say that Independence Day might have walked as like a, a blockbuster to Titanic, but I mean, comparing their box office results is not even comparable. I mean, Titanic is gigantic and it was in theaters for like eight months. And I think like the fact that it crossed like all demographics, like it was a chick flick, but like dudes also liked it and like it won like best picture and it had like so much fucking attention at the Oscars as well. It's It's wild how popular Titanic was.
2: Shout out to Bill Simmons who had a base take during his T2 review where he's like Titanic still number 1 to me when people brought up Endgame and Avatar as the biggest movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Titanic is still number 1 to me. Alden where are you man? I'm Independence Day. Nice. It, it, do you like the ensemble cast like more is that why? Honestly, yeah, that's a good reason. Will Smith, I mean, this
2: is like peak like charismatic movie star will smith well not his peak men in black came out after this i believe but it's that era of will smith where like he's starring in a movie like oh this is going to be entertaining
0: yeah it's his best years for sure what are you talking about kubis Kino hitch came out in 2005 ladies and gents <laughs> that was the that was the end of the era <laughs> watched pursuit of happiness for the first time like relatively recently is that movie actually good (laughs) as melodramatic as it is it kind of it it tickled my heart a little bit i'm not gonna lie i cried in the same way that i'm sure some other people my age cried to pixar soul (laughs) 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 two votes for titanic one vote for independence day josh you are the deciding vote
2: oh man i gotta go with titanic i just have to
0: near far wherever you okay beverly hills cop 2 beverly hills cop 2 the first ever kids choice award favorite movie winner whoa 88 which beat out adventures in babysitting and la Bamba. <laughs> another movie that's kind of questionable why it's there which is going up against i should say uh who framed roger rabbit which was 1989's Kids' Favorite Movie, which beat out Beetlejuice and Police Academy 5, Assignment Miami Beach. <laughs> <laughs> Police Academy 5 got a Kids' <laughs> Choice Award nomination.
1: Do you want to hear my vote first, Josh, so that you can make
2: it, form an opinion?
1: <laughs> I don't know that I've seen
2: a, an entire Police Academy movie. I have Beverly Hills Cop 2, like, it has the historic standpoint of being the first ever winner, but Who Framed Roger Rabbit, like, is so... Good. I feel like if this was Beverly Hills Cop 1, there
1: would be a fight. But since it's 2, I feel pretty comfortable in just casting my vote for Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
0: I agree. I agree, too. I think Beverly Hills Cop 2 is kind of the weakest of its trilogy. I feel like the third one has a lot more fun with its kind of premise and its editing and directing is just better, simply. And then the first one, I mean, we talk about it every time this movie gets mentioned, but that fucking soundtrack is untouchable. <laughs> I love the Beverly Hills Cop soundtrack more than I like. <laughs> Like who framed roger rabbit but i mean who framed roger rabbit is a fantastic movie the fact that it beat out beetlejuice i feel like that's a hot take like those two movies could go head to head for sure that would be a good fight
2: mm-hmm. i could i could kind of see the pushback probably, especially if they actually had like i don't know if they had fan voting at this time because this is still like pre-internet but like they probably like had a line that you could call in yeah because i feel like beetlejuice is probably scary for a lot of kids i feel like there's also
1: some more like not like mature humor but there's humor for like more older kids demographic then you like you could show a child who framed roger rabbit and they're not going to totally get everything but they'll follow it along and enjoy it more than beetlejuice
0: she was playing patty cake with another man
1: (laughs) i don't know man there's adult humor in both these movies yeah but there's also who framed roger rabbit is dressed up a lot more
2: that's true it's got cartoon aspects and beetlejuice has some of those scary like non-cg scenes but they kind of feel like cg and you're just like oh my
0: god the uh the claymation i wish bob hoskins like got more recognition while he was still alive man's a legend yeah he is they should have done mario too all right well megan just walked in the room up next we've got Uh oh oh uh oh (laughs) high school musical three which won the uh 2009 kids choice award for favorite movie now hear this high school musical three senior year beat out bedtime stories the dark Knight. An iron man like for the kids what? favorite movie damn
1: every single movie that was nominated was better than high school musical 3 <laughs> up against oh no it's just the hunger games
3: it's the first one the poster is the first one
0: hunger games the hunger games the 2013 kids choice award favorite movie which beat out the amazing spider-man the avengers and diary of a wimpy kid dog days the dark knight rises didn't get a nom
1: nope what the
3: fuck? Wait, 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 wait. They probably Dog didn't Days want to talk about it in the wake with of the shooting.
1: The good Roderick, right? That was the last OG. Third one? Third one. I think that's the third one. Yeah, third one. Because they did the original and then
2: Roderick rules, and then they skipped to like book five or something for some reason. I watched all four Hunger Games movies this week. poor the bastard. F- They're not very good. In my opinion, the best one is the first hunger games but i still don't think it's that great Uh, i think mocking jay yeah part one part two something's on there so i'll talk about how shit those movies are later but uh this is really the grace category now my sister like these are two movies that my sister loves you should call her down
3: i don't think we're having one
2: (laughs) are you sure about that i don't know
3: (laughs) i'm not i just hope what what are Uh, you voting alden uh i'm voting hunger games
2: Oh, well, I'm voting High School Musical 3 senior year. Well, that's interesting because I'm also
0: voting Hunger Games. And that's also interesting because I'm also voting High School Musical 3 senior year. (laughs) All
1: right, get Grace.
0: All right, call Grace. All right, let me get Grace a call. I was in the target demographic for the first Hunger Games movie. Wait a second, Nate, you weren't a girl. Okay, no, but I was a 14 year, yeah, I was a 14 year old who had just read the book series and was like, oh, I'm going to go see this movie in theaters. And it was the first time I saw like a blockbuster like a pretty big movie and thought it was poorly directed and edited the action sequences in the first hunger games movie are fucking terrible and like high school musical three i personally think it's probably the weakest high school musical movie it's the most like self-aware and the most kind of like winking at the audience and knowing what it is and it's bombastic and it's way over the top and that's why they gave it a theatrical release and the fact that the series was printing money. I guess that's true. I think that it was a good platform for all these like made for TV, movie, television stars, actors to get an opportunity to be in like a, a tentpole movie without High School Musical 3. I think Zac Efron probably would have had a way harder time breaking out into major movies. And if Vanessa Hutchins chose to do any project besides spring breakers as a follow-up to this she probably would have done all right too (laughs) high school musical 3 is a better directed movie than hunger games part one jory why are you going hunger games over high school musical 3 two movies that i'm not sure if you've seen
1: i've seen hunger games uh it was the only one in the series that i saw but high school musical has just never been something that i've been about and while high school hunger games is not something that i particularly enjoyed seeing in the theater i did see it twice because i grew up with girl cousins so we went to the movies a couple of times and i don't hate it i don't think that It's anything spectacular, but I also don't think it's as bad as you're making it out to be. All right, here she is. What does Grace have to say?
4: Hello?
0: Hello, Grace. Hello. Hi. So we've got High School Musical 3 going up against the first Hunger Games movie, and we're tied. What do you think is the better movie and why?
4: (gasps) Oh my god. (laughs) um all right let's see high school musical three well that was a good movie okay i think the hunger games is better because it has a better storyline than high school musical three got him. so
2: thank you grace
4: what did josh say
2: i voted high school musical three
4: because like the josh this is the first hunger games the first one not the third one
0: (laughs) grace i have a question for you
4: what's your question
0: Would you rather see the cast of High School Musical three in The Hunger Games, or the cast of The Hunger Games in a High School Musical movie?
4: God, um,
1: I... wait a second, Nate. I think you want to be careful with that question because if she answers that the cast of High School Musical three would be more entertaining in The Hunger Games, that means that The Hunger Games is a more entertaining premise than High School Musical.
0: That's true. She already said her opinion, and she won. I just wanna. I just like this hypothetical. I think it'd be funny.
4: It's so hard to compare it though because High School Musical is a, a musical. Like there's really no storyline.
0: they are also just better actors in
1: Hunger Games.
4: Yeah, there there is better actors in Hunger Games. Like Jennifer Lawrence- I don't know I about she was that.
0: Good. I, don't... I do. I like Elizabeth Banks doing her best uh, impression of Tilda Swinton as the Wicked Witch of the whatever Narnia.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yes, but that, but unironically.
4: I'm glad I got to be the tiebreaker here.
1: Thank you, Grace. Can't wait
0: to see you again on Best Picture. Yeah, thank you for getting a Hunger Games movie into the next round.
4: Yeah, here's Josh. Thank you, bye.
1: <laughs>
2: bye, Grace. Damn it, now Grace needs an avatar. See you for the Oscars episode. Yeah, see you for the best, best picture of all time episode. <laughs> she hates The Godfather. What does she think of The Godfather
1: 2?
4: Boring. The Godfather is boring.
2: You won't watch The Godfather 2. Damn, tell her The Godfather 2 is better than the first one. Jory says the second one's better than the first one. Watch it. Uh, she trusted joy's opinion that much
0: yeah she'll like dog day afternoon she'd like scent of a woman <laughs> oh no so up next we've got alden's favorite austin powers movie gold member <laughs> <laughs> austin powers and gold member the 2003 kids choice award for best uh favorite movie so weird which beat out harry potter and the chamber of secrets ice age and spider-man What's I it'd
1: be Spider-Man.
0: I'm pissed at every one of these picks each time. Well, this is one you might not be upset with. The 1992 winner, the the Adams Family, which beat out Boys in the Hood and My Girl. I'm
2: pissed about this one.
0: <laughs> yeah, My Girl deserved that shit. Shut up, mate. This feels
2: like the Alden round.
3: Uh, I. I prefer the other Adam's Family film, but this is my favorite, Austin Powers.
2: You mean the uh, one that just came out? No.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Adam's Family Values.
2: Damn, how good would a live action remake of Adam's Family be with Oscar Isaac, like as a live action Gomez? Hey, Josh, I just had to hear you
1: say that in the video that I'm editing right now.
0: Jory is having severe deja vu. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Missing Link, where we just say the same thing every episode at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> bro i feel like we've talked about josh gad once a month once a week for a month have you guys heard about that this actor named josh gad no what's he yeah yeah he's funny <laughs> i just saw this movie frozen though and i thought that the snowman was really great
0: i agree with you alden 100 percent on adam's family values being the better adam's family movie i i think gold member might be like the most bombastic and the biggest of the three but i don't know if it has my favorite my favorite gags i think i like the second one the most i might agree with you on that i don't know i feel like it's It's a solid comedy. I kind of miss, like, the spoof, the spoof movies. I mean, sure, they were really bad with movies like Superhero Movie and Disaster Movie, but... Yeah, when those started
1: trending, that was awful.
0: But there were some good ones back in the day. I hope they, like, come back to some capacity.
1: We need another uh, scary movie like the first couple
0: to come back well
2: like nate said in a video on the channel that uh the the superhero genre needs a uh, blazing saddles it
0: does
1: yeah he did but i think uh i don't know i hope i think that getting our hopes up for a parody that's that good is a little idealistic <laughs> because like even just like tracking the record of parody movies for the last like 20 years at this point like it ain't good it ain't looking good
0: <laughs> that birth of satire and film start of like that movement was so strong and like I don't think that it would be impossible to see a, a full second wave biggest issue right now though
1: I think it's the internet yeah and I feel like I would have also said this like 15 years ago where like stuff is coming out so quick and people can just like make fun of it as soon as possible on the internet whereas making a movie takes like at minimum a few months
2: I feel like the spoof genre on the internet has died as well, at least long-form spoof internet.
1: Was that right, long-form spoof internet?
3: I've seen some 20-minute YouTube poops. That's
2: not (laughs) not, (laughs) bad.
1: Thank you for that, though, (laughs) Walton.
2: Like, in the beginning of YouTube, you had those, like, parody, like, music videos. But I wouldn't call those
1: long-form. It's more of, like a bunch of them being made hold on i have to get the door
0: number one victory royale yeah fortnite we bout to get down get down
2: that was a really good doorbell sound effect that came out of the mic too yeah that was really clear (laughs) i like gold member but personally it's my least favorite of the three i think i'm gonna put my vote towards uh the adams family because i think uh those two movies just both of them in general i think are very underrated they kind of took that premise of the adams family that had the like the old 60s sitcom type thing and they uh took that property and it could have been really bad but no they kind of reinvented it and uh added different elements where um that wasn't in the show and i think uh i think it did a lot of good it made the the property gave it more longevity that uh, it still tries to have remakes to this day and Broadway shows. I think this movie did a lot for that. And Austin Powers Gold Member was for me it was the it was the end. Uh, just for me, it wasn't that as good as the other two. Um, it was just kind of like, well, that's that's it. Um, I don't think it's a bad movie per se, but you could tell like they weren't gonna make another one, or uh, you could tell Mike Myers was gonna move on to other things.
3: It's my favorite uh, Beyonce performance i should specify in acting not music
2: how are the uh how
1: are the votes looking i had to leave for a second
3: i didn't vote yet but i think i'm leaning towards adam family
0: Yeah, uh, Josh said Adam's family had a take there. Alden just declared Adam's family. I'm going to also declare Adam's family here. The only thing that I can say as a negative for the Adam's family movie is that it like gave people an idea that we wanted to see other like 60s and 70s sitcoms revive into movies. And we got like the Brady Bunch movie, which was fine. It's it's more of a spoof of the Brady Bunch and it's pretty good. Um, but then you also got like the fucking Beverly Hillbillies movie in like the mid-90s, which is really fucking weird. But no, I mean those two movies, I agree with Josh, are like a cut above uh typical like family focused comedy. And I also think it's a better movie for kids too. I think there's like some heart to it.
1: I like the Adams family movies a lot as a kid. Okay. I'm voting gold member. Okay. We gotta keep the tradition of three to one going.
2: Oh, the next one's asleep. <laughs> are you sure
0: about that? I don't know.
2: Listen, I'm the one who had the biggest take about the Rugrats movie in the Nickelodeon episode. I got it on the list.
0: Here it is, the 1999, the Y2K pick for the best (laughs) kid's favorite movie. The last movie they thought they were going to see in theaters. The Rugrats movie... Uh, which beat out A Bug's Life, Dr. Doolittle, and Waterboy. Okay. The 2005 kid's favorite movie, The Incredibles, which beat out Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Shrek 2, and Spider-Man 2.
2: That, um, honestly, all four nominees, I mean,
0: was a big year.
1: (laughs) I'm voting for The Incredibles here, and I feel like the reason why is just, like, listing off those nominees. I feel like any other movie that you could bring up if you say if you said uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Shrek Two, and Spider Man Two, all three movies that are considered the best in their uh, respective franchise by a large amount of people, and I'm not scoffing at it that The Incredibles won, like I feel like that just says something. Like every other nominee on here, we've been like, "What that one over these?" But this one, I really just don't feel that for. Yeah, I'm going Rugrats.
2: I guess there is a point to be made that this is a... It is a Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award, and I I guess the Rugrats movie winning says a lot. Maybe that is a big part, because it is the Nickelodeon studio, and the whole show is like the Rugrats bias has a positive thing well like it shows that uh there's a lot of success in this like Nickelodeon cartoon yeah I don't know I don't know if there's an actual bias I think we would have saw some other movies win um if there was the other nominees for the Rugrats movie I I don't know I don't think we're that strong I could definitely see kids like going online or calling or whatever they did in 2000. What was it, 2004? 1999. Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking at the Incredibles poster and thinking it's 2004.
0: (laughs) Take me back. (laughs) You had to be there.
2: You had to ask your parents to go on Nick online. Also a movie about a literal group of kids winning the Kids' Choice Awards favorite movie makes a lot of sense
0: too. I maybe agree if it was a Baby's Choice Awards, but (laughs) The Incredibles is about family. And that's what's so special about it.
1: Just like uh, Fast and the Furious.
0: Actually, I think they're connected. Same universe. I agree.
1: Incredibles and Fast and the Furious.
0: All right, Josh, are you drunk yet? <laughs> Not yet. I'm only I'm only one seltzer
2: in. Oh, man, I do have to get drunk for this next one.
0: All right. The 1994 Kids', Kids Favorite Movie Award, Jurassic Park, which beat out Cool Runnings and Free Willy. Okay. Tough year. <laughs> up against, Up against Josh's favorite movie of all time, star wars the force awakens which beat out ant-man avengers age of ultron cinderella daddy's home the hunger games mockingjay part 2 jurassic world and pitch perfect 2 for the 2016 kids choice award
1: honestly the the best pick i'm sorry josh but can we talk about how rude it was of them to nominate back to back uh boys in the hood and then cool runnings and have neither of them win
0: (laughs) (laughs) honestly i would i have been disappointed if cool runnings beat out jurassic park a little do i think it would have made this argument a little bit more interesting yes yeah yeah (laughs) jurassic park force awakens what do we feel here
1: i want to i want to let josh take the lead on this one i feel like he's gonna have the strongest take out of anybody
0: (laughs) he's muted i hope he's shotgunning something i'll start off swinging here
1: nobody say crowd pleasing (laughs) i'm trying to jug this seltzer oh it's a seltzer come on josh
0: i really want to all right
1: everybody say your takes while i finish this drink oh you're going first
3: Or, no. Deafen him. Deafen him. He can't hear us. Let's give our takes. That could be funny.
0: Bye, Josh. I just want to say Josh is a bitch, and he should have just declared his first pick. But anyway. I agree. He's also a bitch for,
1: like, chugging the seltzer and being like, oh, I'm trying to chug this seltzer.
0: (laughs) True. Uh, The the real answer here is Jurassic Park, and if he says Force Awakens, I'm laughing in his face. Okay.
1: I feel the same way. I'm going to say Force
3: Awakens for the meme. Cool. I'm glad we're all on the same page. And that way, if he does pick it, we're we're on a tiebreaker.
1: Sounds good. And then you're going to break his heart with a <laughs> Jurassic Park pick. Yeah. All right, Josh. We have our takes. We'd like
2: to hear yours. I feel like it's 3-0. It's not. No, it's not. Um, My mind tells me Jurassic Park because it is a very... Ah, fuck. <laughs> Why did that hit harder? I am on an empty stomach. Same. Josh, come, calm down. This is only your second White Claw i know i'm i'm weak it's it's been a year since (laughs) wait a second it's actually only your second white claw yeah it's only been my second seltzer well it's not a white claw it's it's a uh it's a press and yeah they have a higher percentage than white claws i think i have to burp or
1: throw up hold on you have to give us your take
2: Mm, jurassic park like historically the burp again super important a very entertaining movie but i've said on this show numerous times i think it's one of spielberg's most overrated movies but we're not talking about spielberg movies it is a fun movie i could see why it won the kid's choice award but the force awakens i think um as i've said before on this podcast many times i really like it i think it really rejuvenated the star wars franchise it's exactly what it needed at the time i think 2015 2016 were the best years to be a Star Wars fan. I don't know, probably since when Return of the Jedi was coming out, or that's the only thing I could think of. I wasn't alive when Return of the Jedi came out, but I'm sure people had that same anticipation. It had some great introductions to the characters. Was it a rehash of New Hope? Sure. Was Ray a Mary Sue? I don't think so. Maybe you do. I think uh that it's one of the best-looking Star Wars movies. They shot it on film. Um, I think J.J. Abrams really wanted to bring... That old school Star Wars back after we had years of the prequels and the CGI fest. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I think Force Awakens gave us a nice throwback to the charm of what the original trilogy had. I think both of these movies uh, were their biggest movies in their respective years. Personally, I'm going to go with Force Awakens just because it's just a personal pick for me.
0: Well, Josh, I did say while you were deafened that if you said Force Awakens, I was going to laugh in your face. But that was actually a pretty good take. Um, I think putting it in the context of a Kid's Choice Award is valid. But nah, my, my heart's with Jurassic Park here.
2: I'm in the That's same boat. fair. But Alden is the tiebreaker.
0: Yeah. Is he yeah. the codebreaker?
2: <laughs> is he the master codebreaker? Maybe.
0: So
3: I... Uh... I also voted Force Awakens. I do think, however, Jurassic Park holds up a lot better on its own, whereas Force Awakens was trying to introduce something that really just fell flat. So I'm going to have to swap out to Jurassic Park.
2: See, Alden's too good of a tiebreaker. He actually puts in actual arguments into play. Josh, would it make you feel better if I told you that he decided that before you spoke?
1: (laughs) He decided Jurassic Park before I spoke? Yeah, the whole thing was that we were going to do, like, the tiebreaker. Oh, Nate's live.
0: Yeah, I forgot I wasn't streaming the bracket to you guys. Doing the bracket myself to keep up. Yeah, same. (laughs) God, I'm a horrible host. I'm the worst Leonardo this group of Ninja Turtles has ever seen. Well... At least I
2: was Force Awakens. At least I got a vote.
0: I
3: do support the Force Awakens with you. I just don't think in this context it really works.
1: Yeah, I think if Force Awakens wasn't so dependent on its sequels, like it leads directly into the sequel. If it didn't do that, I feel like it would be a lot stronger. But since it does, and since that trilogy is what it is, it gets bogged down.
2: Yeah, it it sucks rewatching the Force Awakens sometimes because you just see all of the great potential it had i love
0: it it's still hands down the best of that trilogy like by by uh landslide it's just it does hurt to watch the amount of missed potential the next round our first sweep (laughs) the 2000 uh kids choice award winner big daddy which beat out austin powers the spy who shagged me pokemon the first movie and toy story 2 damn Damn. oh my god (laughs) up against The anti Disney. (laughs) The first Alvin and the Chipmunks movie from 2008 or the 2008 Kids' Choice uh, Awards favorite movie winner, which beat out Are We Done Yet? Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End and Transformers. Very, very interesting outcomes.
3: I'm pissed at the second one. I'm pissed that Alvin won that year. (laughs) Are you? What should have won? I really like At World's End.
2: At World's End was like the biggest movie ever at the time. So, yeah. It's Alvin in the Chipmunks. <laughs> <It's>...
3: <laughs> Look at their stupid sunglasses. They're real boys in the hood.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's such a t- late 2000s movie poster.
3: Yeah, their original entourage.
0: Yeah, that's the, that's the tagline. <laughs> I love how they barely touched it for the, the squeak wool. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they didn't need to. They already achieved perfection. <laughs> I'm trying to not talk about Alvin the Chipmunks, like, ironically. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm voting Big Daddy.
0: I am too. Um, this is going to be the first hot take of the list. Big Daddy might be my favorite Adam Sandler movie. That isn't Uncut Gems or Punch Drunk Love. Damn, that
1: is a very... No, I'm with you on that one. That is a very respectable take. I respect it a lot. Big Daddy is one of my favorites as well. I think it's got a lot of heart. It really does.
0: And I rewatched it like a month ago and enjoyed every beat of it. It holds up very well. Josh, have you seen Big Daddy?
2: I haven't, actually.
1: You got the Sprouse Twins?
3: Yeah, I watched it. We had it on DVD. I watched it a lot as a kid.
1: Me too. So yeah, fuck Alvin. Fuck the chipmunks.
2: I'll give my one vote to Alvin. Um, No, he's got other movies. For what's his name from Arrested Development? Oh, David Cross.
0: (laughs) Because he is a big old meme in this. Oh, just wait. David Cross will return. (laughs) Moving on to the other side of the bracket, we have Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, which uh, won the 2006 Kids' Choice Awards favorite movie over Are We There Yet? Tim Burton's Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and Herbie Fully Loaded. Weird. And uh, The Hunger Games' Catching Fire, which won the 2014 Kids' Choice Awards favorite movie over Iron Man 3... Oz the Great and Powerful and the Smurfs too?
1: I have a question for you guys. Uh, Is Oz the Great and Powerful slept on? Because I haven't seen it since theaters and I forget what I thought.
0: I feel like I haven't seen it, but then Josh will like like make a joke or a reference to it like once and then I like fully remember that scene.
1: (laughs) I feel like the part that I remember most vividly is like Mila Kunis being in it and being like gorgeous and then she turns green. Was she still gorgeous when she turned green? The law requires that I answer No. (laughs) (laughs) we have four shrek movies you can answer yes
0: green cameron diaz or green uh mila kunas
1: green mila kunas I agree. Cameron Diaz wasn't even green in those movies. Her voice was green.
0: She was using green voice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Cancel. Trip.
0: When we start having green humans, because all these fucking vegans running around only eating plants, she's going to get canceled.
2: The vegan teacher. Yeah. <laughs> the vegan teacher.
0: Uh, I feel like this is kind of a no contest. I don't know if anyone's going to pick Catching Fire here. We all kind of have a soft spot in our heart for Goblet of Fire.
2: Can I talk about Catching Fire for a couple minutes, though?
0: Yeah, sure. Since you watched this movie for no fucking reason, reason instead of watching kino scorsese films for our live
1: action episode or instead of finally watching the matt reeves planet of the apes trilogy josh we've been asking you since we started this channel
0: i think the second episode of this show was us begging you to watch the planet of the apes uh matt
1: since then you've been like oh i'm way too busy but you're
2: going bowling every night damn okay um well like my sister like was talking to me and like, she was like, I just really always wanted to watch The Hunger Games with you and like the, in the movie room. And I'm like, okay, okay. As being just a good big brother, all right. I watched The Hunger Games movies because she really wanted me to show them. And I was like, okay, they're, there's just four movies. It's not like she's it's not like it's like Harry Potter where it's like eight movies or whatever. I could get through those quickly. But God, catching fire is a piece of shit. Um, so the first Hunger Games happens. I think it's the movie's fine. I don't think it's anything spectacular, but I also don't think it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Wes Bentley's beard is pretty cool. Yeah, it is. So that movie happens and we go into catching fire, and like it starts out like so slow, where it's like they Jennifer Lawrence and Josh Hutchinson hutchinson has to like fake this like uh relationship in order for president uh the liberal snowflake um has to um uh tell them they have to get married or something and then in the middle of it i guess the twist is that um they're doing a like uh hunger games nba all-star game where all the past winners are in the Hunger Games, like it's like a like it's one of those legend games where you like see like Wayne Gretzky play in like the Winter Classic. And then like um, it turns into like this, I guess, another twist where um, what's his name? Can't remember him. He's a great actor. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Woody Harrelson. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Woody Harrelson is in this also. He's a really bad wig. But Philip Seymour Hoffman, he's like, he's like, oh, I'm bad, but I'm actually good. It's like they tried to do a Snape but terribly because there's no development whatsoever all of these movies have seeds of other great movies i i told grace this i'm like this is a pretty good movie series for people who have never watched a movie that's that's what the hunger games is um yeah uh, i i everybody says like this movie's like really good or not everybody but you know what i mean that fan base says like this is the b-.
1: it was very popular when it came out
2: and they say it's like the best one of the series i think the movie's dog shit goblet of fire is better in all categories um it's the clear winner
0: even if i was like doing like an ironic watch with friends i feel like goblet of fire would be more fun yeah <laughs> oh
2: yeah i
1: feel like there's not a lot of irony to be had in like the hunger game series because even the stuff that's dumb about it is just dumb like it's not funny dumb it's just like this doesn't make sense
0: yeah it's like even the romance like elements like they aren't dumb like in twilight sense where it's like it's laughably poorly delivered lines like they're all pretty competent actors it's just like a dog shit script they tried to copy
2: twilight's love triangle and they somehow did it worse like they tried to all the stuff they copied from other movies it feels like it feels like the dollar general version of these other movies
1: the big criticism that was always had with the Hunger Games when it, like, first came out was that, like, it's Battle Royale, but for, like, kids and not very good. Speaking of Battle Royale, we got a number one victory royale. Yeah, Fortnite, we about to get down.
2: Get down. Jennifer Lawrence did sing that after she won the first Hunger Games.
1: <laughs> she was just flossing. Remember when you saw girls do that, like, three-finger, like, salute thing? <laughs> it was in the Hunger Games? Yeah, they did that and then sang the song that was in, like, Mockingjay.
2: And was this series the beginning of the end of Josh Hutchinson's career? The man hasn't been in a feature film since 2017. Um, I think this was actually a low-key revival for him,
1: because it was, like, the first big thing that he was in since he was, like, a kid. Like, I think that the biggest thing besides this that he was in was probably, like, Zathura, which is also Kino, by the way.
0: My favorite John Favreau movie. Unironically... All right, time for Jackie Chan to fight himself. We've got Rush Hour 2 up against the Karate Kid remake. So we've got the 2002 Kids' Choice Award winner Rush Hour 2, which beat out Dr. Doolittle 2, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and Shrek.
3: Damn.
0: And then we've got the Karate Kid, the 2011 Kids' Choice Award Best Movie Favorite Movie Award, which beat out Alice in Wonderland, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, and Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 1. Did this movie make money? Hold on.
2: Karate Kid? Probably. I feel like it did. It made $359.1 million with a $40 million budget. Remember that song that was in it that slapped? Never Say Never by justin bieber
0: i was about to say that's the only one that i could think of
1: really yeah <laughs> the one that was in the trailer where like the guy's going down the percentages is that never say never by justin bieber
0: no one man should have all that power <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no no i i know which one you're talking
3: about
0: but i can't remember the name for some reason the 100 percent reason to remember the name song oh yeah
1: remember the name by fort minor That song's in, like, every, like, sports
0: hype video. I do remember that song now. I remember watching fucking Smash Bros. Brawl fucking Sonic edits to that song.
1: (laughs) That song makes me feel like I'm 14 again.
0: I feel like Rush Hour 2 makes me feel like I'm 14 again. I think that that movie's actually the funniest of its trilogy. Probably my favorite.
1: Yeah, this one's going to Rush Hour, no question. But I'm just trying to think of, like, remember when I thought Karate Kid was gonna be good? And then I saw it. I don't hate it, but I don't think I'm watching it again.
2: Jackie Chan as Mr. Miyagi is not like a bad proposal whatsoever, but this really just felt like a like, a machine to get Jaden Smith to be, like, a movie star, and it just felt so corporate. I think it's weird that it's called the Karate Kid, but he doesn't
1: learn karate in this movie. And I do think it's weird that Mr. Miyagi isn't Japanese, he's Chinese. (laughs) Doesn't he move to China? Yeah, he moves to China. They called it the Karate Kid, like, basically because of the name, but, like, it doesn't really have a lot to do with (laughs) the original. Like, he doesn't even learn karate. Yeah, why doesn't he just move to Japan? if they were going to do that because they wanted jackie chan to star in it and jackie chan isn't japanese yeah that's true
0: i think it's really weird because like the cultural impact of the original karate kid movies is like relatively like in demand right now because of cobra kai which is weird because that show was irrelevant when it like on arrival and then is now relevant because of its netflix revival it's just it's so odd to me that like the lasting power of these like cheesy 80s movies is stronger than like a Jackie Chan movie from 2008. Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. It should be reversed. And it's not.
1: (laughs) I was gonna say there's no clear analog for both of these actors now. But like, you could make the argument that like, you could cast uh, Kevin Hart as like a um uh, chris tucker type but there really isn't another jackie chan going around right now that does the comedy like he did
2: i think that shows too is that going back to like the karate kid and its cultural impact i think that shows even though it is like this like cheesy like um movie from years ago it shows like you could still put uh depth into a movie like that where like you can have like this like antagonist in in the cobra kai stuff but then um still they could see the other points around it. It's a it's a really good like rivalry movie even though like the movie is initially about um the karate kid and not not really like a rivalry movie, but um I don't know, I haven't seen the Cobra Kai show. I've heard mixed things about it. Um I don't know. I'll tr- maybe I'll try to check it out eventually. I am a fan of the original movie, but uh yeah, and then this 2011 remake comes out and it's just I don't even think it's a bad movie, but it's just there. Yeah, it's in a really weird place, culturally.
0: I think the Rush Hour movies did a lot for, like, the buddy cop genre, though. I think they kept that, like, that genre alive for, like, another half decade or so. Because, like, this was a refreshing take on the buddy cop story because of Jackie Chan's, like, I guess, like, on-screen presence and his, like, ability to do awesome stunt work, but also martial arts. Hey, and it's also a movie that's not starring two white guys and a one all right rush hour two anyone have any thoughts here on the the next one we've got a 1991 kids favorite movie home alone which beat out back to the future three ghost kindergarten cop and teenage mutant ninja turtles up against look who's talking which was the 1990 kids favorite movie which beat out back to the future two and batman so home alone
1: wins does it yeah.
0: I think I can argue that. Does Bruce Willis voicing a baby not intrigue you? No. Bruce Willis voicing a dog in The Rugrats Go Wild does, though. Okay, but what if I told you John Travolta cheeses his way through a fantastic supporting role in this movie? What if I told you that Joe Pesci is in Home Alone?
2: Look who's talking is low key, like really funny.
0: It's not a kids' movie, though. I mean, not really, at least. <laughs> no, it's not half the movie is about her like being upset that her boss knocked her up is this christy alley's best movie probably
2: yeah probably i mean it's it's home alone though
0: (laughs) it definitely is
2: home alone made fucking
1: bank i know i made you guys want to play devil's advocate but But Home Alone wins. You're right.
0: Alden. do you have a Look Who's Talking hot take before we never talk about it ever again on this show?
1: (laughs) No. It'll come back eventually. It'll come back when we talk about the Die Hard movies.
0: When we talk about the top 20 movies starring talking babies. Oh, God. Season seven, everyone.
1: I don't want to think about there being more than three of those in
0: existence. All right. I think this one might be another sweep, but you guys might surprise me. We've got the 2017 favorite. Ghostbusters, which beat out Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, Captain America Civil War, Pete's Dragon, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. What a shit year. 2017 was a great year for cinema but not for the kids choice awards no which is going up against the 2018 kids choice award favorite jumanji welcome to the jungle which beat out beauty and the beast the greatest showman guardians of the galaxy volume 2 pitch perfect 3 spider-man homecoming star wars the last jedi and wonder woman
2: that was actually pretty based At least The Greatest Showman didn't win. I still haven't seen that. Yeah, me neither. It's on Disney Plus now.
0: Yeah, the fucking music from it's going viral on TikTok right now. Gross. Well, I did
1: see the second Jumanji movie. Uh, And if the first one is anything like it, I'm sure it's also like a very good surprise. Like a very good family comedy. And uh, Ghostbusters, I saw with my mother... Uh, for free because I was working at the movie theater at the time and to this day it remains the only movie that I've ever walked out of damn I don't think Ghostbusters is like that bad I think it's bad well let me explain myself so my mom wanted to see it I had no interest and when we were watching it about like 20 to 30 minutes in I looked over and noticed she was asleep so I woke her up and said do you want to just go home and she was like yeah like you didn't pay for it yeah me too
0: yeah no i think jumanji welcome to the jungle is a lot of fun the second one's better but the first one's fine it's good the comedic cast of you know chris rock uh jack black um dwayne the rock johnson or i didn't say chris i meant wait chris rock not chris rock my bad kevin hart kevin hart I wish it was Chris Rock. Dude, how much better would Jumanji be if Chris Rock had Kevin Hart's career?
1: Just wait a few more years and Chris Rock is going to be playing uh, Danny Glover's role in the second one. He's not that old.
2: Not yet. I have not seen either of these movies. Jumanji is a
1: genuinely good time.
2: Yeah. I find it funny that... um... Ghostbusters goes and hires all these, um, female actors that are, like, known for, like, their comedy, and then the only thing that I've heard from this movie is that Chris Hemsworth is really funny. He was really funny.
0: Yeah, he's hands down the best part of the movie, which sounds really sexist, but it's true. That's the
1: irony, ain't it? I don't know about you guys, but I think Kate McKinnon is annoying. I feel like she was the worst part of the movie for me.
2: Going into the trailer of this movie, because I haven't seen this movie. (laughs) I, I liked Kate McKinnon on SNL and stuff, but, um... I don't, I don't think her comedy has transcended well into uh, film. This movie has an after credit scene. Did you know that? Oh, no. Yeah, I made it. Yeah, it, it teases Zool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they really did. They actually started an entire subsidiary of um, Sony uh called ghost corp they were trying to do a whole ghostbuster cinematic universe and this was the first one Oof, ghostbusters afterlife or whatever it's called looks like it could be okay ish i don't know i feel like the value of ghostbusters like just took a nosedive after the release of the trailer i
1: feel like it also never was where they thought it was let's look up how many dislikes it has on now I'm sure it's hidden. I'm sure it's hidden.
0: I I think you're right to an extent, Jory, but I think there was also just a little bit of hype to hearing that we were getting a new Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, for like a second until people saw the trailer. True. Yeah. 1.1 million dislikes. The worst part of the movie is the fact that they try to make it more like an action, like superhero movie, especially in the third act. That's actually worse than all the failed comedy bits because that, like, Ghostbusters was never about, like, the action it was clearly about like the comedic set pieces and more importantly the timing and the banter of the cast like sure there's like an action set piece in the climax of the first movie and they do it again in the second movie but the way it's executed is not a bunch of people fighting, physically fighting ghosts.
1: It's more of an effects showcase than an action showcase.
0: And watching Kate McKinnon fight ghosts, like actual ghosts, in Times Square is the dumbest thing I've ever seen, like, today. Alden, do you want to weigh in here?
3: Uh, yeah. I haven't seen Ghostbusters.
2: So, Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle.
0: Yeah, I,
1: I like the new Jumanjis better than the original.
2: I do too. Yeah, I like Zathura better than
1: I like the original Jumanji. Yeah,
0: same. Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1, which was the 2015 Kids' Choice favorite movie, which beat out The Amazing Spider-Man 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, Maleficent, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Transformers Age of Extinction, going up against Alvin and the Chipmunks, The Squeakquel, which beat out transformers revenge of the fallen the twilight saga new moon and x-men origins wolverine i saw both
2: of these movies in theaters Wait, you saw mocking part one in theaters yeah for a while it was the only hunger games movie i've seen
0: until like this week
2: yeah that's <laughs> weird i saw it after i think a school dance and i think i i might have fallen asleep during it
0: how lit was it when primrose died and you didn't understand the consequences of it at all <laughs> That was the ending when, like, Josh Hutchinson's freaking out on the
2: bed. I'm like, what's going on with him? <laughs> Nate, do you remember people talking about
1: this book when it came out, Mocking Jay? Yeah, I do. I feel like the only thing I remember people talking about was how confusing the part where prim dies is (laughs) it was confusing like i feel like i heard so many people be like yeah i had to reread that page like four times because it made no sense
0: (laughs) and it's it's executed just as confusingly in the movie too (laughs) they do a good job in translating that one awful page of the book
2: (laughs) (laughs) in the movie when prim dies it's the biggest bro moment i've ever seen in a series finale (laughs) i'm like this is awful was this the first series to copy the two-part finale like harry potter did
0: uh twilight breaking dawn did it first okay but yeah
2: people were so desperate for another harry potter in this like era
0: they had it with percy jackson they just shit the bed
2: yeah they did the Maze runner movies were good and they didn't do the part one and part two bullshit
0: The Maze Runner movies are way better than the Hunger Games movies by like a landslide.
2: Yo, the second Maze Runner movie has the most
1: bullshit cliffhanger I've ever seen firsthand. Did you see the first one? Yeah.
0: (laughs) It also has a bullshit cliffhanger.
1: Yes, it does, but the second one is way worse. True. The second one literally ends like, all right, I have a plan. Roll credits. It's
0: just like a book. The movies are so good, but they
2: don't know how to end
0: them. All right. And then uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the Squeakquel.
1: Finally, some Kino. Yo, come on. The Chipettes.
0: Yeah, they are introduced in this movie.
1: <laughs> Shazam's in this movie. David Cross returns in this movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is like my second least favorite alvin in the chipmunks movie i think this is technically my least
1: favorite alvin and the chipmunks movie because i've only seen two <laughs> yeah i also haven't seen chipwrecked
2: um or the road chip i think the music's a little better in this one maybe i don't know
0: about on par with the first one i think they pick better songs to sing than the first one but like that that might be it the actual like production of the music is about the same <laughs> it still sounds like nails on a chalkboard to anyone older than seven years
1: i just remember uh, the one clip of the chick singing at like the talent show or whatever
2: it is and she's singing alicia keys is no one i remember being a kid when david cross like stole like the chipmunks in like the cage and me being like so pissed off <laughs> I remember uh like he has like the stuffed animal chipmunks and they're speaking different languages and he goes madre de Dios. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, David Cross kind of carries these movies.
2: <laughs> There's been a meme going around where like when he in the first movie when he first listens to Jason Lee's songs and everybody keeps putting a random song in that scene. Um the squeakel doesn't have doesn't ruin its series like mocking like the mocking jay movie does. Sold.
0: <laughs> Alden, do you have any feedback here?
1: Uh yeah, which chipmunk is getting the best head? It's Theodore with a secondary pick being Simon, just not Alvin is the right answer.
3: I completely agree with that. Yeah.
1: No, J- Jory demunked this.
2: <laughs> We're
1: gonna bring my Mythbusters like segment onto the show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nutbusters. Which chipmunk would win the Hunger Games? um
1: theodore theodore because he could survive uh, starvation the longest and if it came to it he would eat the other one sooner
0: i think you're i think like your logic is sound on theodore but i just think simon's simply gonna like thrive and I, i'll explain why later when we talk about shipwrecked.
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> i haven't seen chipwrecked so maybe i'm missing lore <laughs>
0: <laughs> there is a lot of lore <laughs> They pretty much do the Hunger Games and Shipwrecked and Simon wins. <laughs> Shipwrecked Secret Kino. I said it last week on the show. It is Secret Kino, Josh.
2: How's The Road Chip?
0: It's such a weird film.
2: The Road Chip coming out the same day as Force
0: Awakens.
1: All my homies hate The Road Chip.
0: Up next, we've got Finding Nemo, which was the 2004 Kids' Choice Awards winner. Which beat out Bruce Almighty, Daddy Daycare, and Elf, going up against The Lion King, which was the 1995 Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Awards favorite movie. Which beat out Ace Ventura: Pet Detective, and Speed. Speed. Yep. My favorite kids movie. Just keep swimming or the Circle of Life. Let's let's have at it.
1: I know how this is going to play out, but I'm still going to vote for Finding Nemo.
3: I'm voting for Finding Nemo.
1: Alden's the Lion King hater. Oh, I forgot. That was one of his first big takes. Alden putting Lion King at number 12 and making me look... (laughs) 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 You're not affiliated with me. I like these movies. I agree. We've talked about these movies so many times. Um, Do we have to have a discussion? Can we just vote? I'm
0: with Lion King here.
2: I'm also with Lion King here. All
1: right, Alden, which way are you sweating for the, like, final vote? I don't care about the popular opinion on this one. It's Finding Nemo. Oh, shit. There its
2: B-b-b-based.
1: But at what cost? <laughs> oh, no, the
0: next one. It's going to lose to Chipwrecked or Jamaji. It's fine. We've got Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked, which was the 2012 Kids' Choice uh, Award favorite movie, which beat out... Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows Part 2, The Muppets, and The Smurfs. Got him. Damn. Which is going up against, uh, I don't know if anyone's actually seen this movie, uh, Avengers Endgame, which was the 2020 uh, Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award, which beat out Aladdin, Captain Marvel, Jumanji The Next Level, Spider-Man Far From Home, and Star Wars Rise of Skywalker.
2: Damn, I hate to say it, but that was probably the best pick there. Jumanji The Next was better. Bro, they have Aquafina doing a Danny
1: DeVito impression in this movie for a significant portion.
0: So, I think both of these movies are where their respective franchises should have ended. I think that *Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked is a solid conclusion to um, a trilogy. I'm not going to say a good one, but a trilogy. And I think that uh, everything that Marvel has done since Avengers Endgame has been, at the very least, uh, laughably bad. So... Before it gets too much worse, I say we uh, we let both these series die with these entries. And while I think Avengers Endgame might be a fitting conclusion for fans of the MCU, I think that there would always be an eagerness for more, a wanting and a desire for more. But if the Alvin and the Chipmunks movies ended with Chipwrecked, we wouldn't have to worry about there being more or even a want or a need for more. It would be it would be done. It would be over. David cross would still be stuck on an Island in the middle of nowhere in a chicken suit. And, uh, yeah, is he, is he in the fourth one? I don't think he's in the road trip I don't think him or Dave are in the road trip I don't think Jason Lee's even in the road trip
2: Damn I really want to vote Chipwreck for the meme I'm voting Chipwrecked
0: What? I just got back Yeah no worries Chipwrecked or Avengers Endgame
3: Chipwreck Based It's a sweep There it is
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is the second time
2: we have sweeped something over Avengers Endgame When was the last? We did it with Shrek for the highest grossing movies
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Based And the final fight of this bracket, at least the first round, we've got Avengers Infinity War, which was the 2019 Nickelodeon Kids Choice Award favorite movie, which beat out Aquaman, Black Panther, The Kissing Booth, Mary Poppins Returns, and to all the boys I've loved before.
1: The Kissing Booth sounds interesting. Who does that star?
0: uh, Joey King.
2: Oh, from The Dark Knight Rises. Joey King. (laughs) from Ramona and Beezus.
0: Yes. Going up against... Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest, the 2007 Nickelodeon Kids' Choice Award uh, for Favorite Movie, which beat out Big Mama's House 2, Click, and Night at the Museum. It
2: demolished
0: the nominees. I don't know. Night at the Museum is kind of good. This is going to be a hot take, but I kind of like Click. Click also is beloved by many. Not by me. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I I paired these two together because they both have kind of... uh, big cliffhangers at the end in a, in a sort of way the middle movies in their franchise sort of i guess uh, i think marvel just wanted you to forget about age of ultron at this point
2: yeah and dead man's chest like to me has the better cliffhanger you got your fucking like main character like straight up dying and you're like where where the fuck is this series going to go and then the antagonist from the first movie rolls up this is before the no one's ever really gone trope from these blockbusters so it was a genuine surprise to see uh, Jeffrey Rush as Barbosa come back. But as a whole, I think Dead Man's Chest is just a lot of fun. Um, I think there's a lot of really cool set pieces. Um, Jack Sparrow's a little more goofier in this movie, but I think it's before he goes too far with it with four and five. You could tell like a lot of his comedy is very like physical, like he's going for more of that, like um he was using more of his Johnny Depp charisma in the second one. It was more physical comedy, like uh, maybe like a Buster Keaton type, if, especially in the first act. The whole thing with the Kraken like like is really cool uh davy jones's cgi looks great and it's gonna age better than anything outside of thanos in avengers infinity war um it was also revolutionary for its time correct me if i'm wrong but they invented that process for shooting the fully cg characters like on set pretty much i mean jar jar binks was the thing but like davy jones on set they had him in like the like the polka dot um (laughs) the polka dot outfit that you would see like it would always be like an in-studio thing but this is the first time they did it um wherever they shot and the facial
1: tracking was a big thing for it too
2: like it was a big deal and like the performance uh davy jones performance itself is awesome i think he's he is one of the most underrated um on-screen antagonists we've had in a uh blockbuster i feel like bill Nye in general
0: is really underrated yeah he is he really is i mean i also think jeffrey rushes too and the fact that they tease him at the end of this movie like coming back is it, it's it's honestly like the probably the biggest yo in this entire franchise and i was bashing in our group chat
1: you know what's crazy about it too the fact that any other franchise especially today you wouldn't get that kind of thing one movie later and it wouldn't hit as hard as it does just one movie later like it feels like a genuine surprise and even though I'm not the biggest fan of this
0: franchise. Like that moment, really, really works. The Temple of Doom of the Pirates movies, and I, I agree to that to a certain extent. I think it kind of jumps the shark with with Jack specifically, especially in the first and second act. But I think the third act of this movie is so clean, so tight, and transitions so well into the what should have been the conclusion for this franchise, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in the third movie, it, it works so well. Watching this and then the next movie uh at world's end back to back so much better than it would to watch infinity war and then end game back to back waiting a year was probably the best possible way to view avengers end game
2: both of these movies probably have very similar runtimes too and i feel like the pacing of dead man's chess it's just like it's very good where like like when i think of dead man's chess i think of like three key like events it's it's like the return of the jedi jabba's palace like first act you're getting like you're it, you're getting like your heroes like together again, and then the second act you're you're meeting Davy Jones. You're on the Flying Dutchman, and then the third act is just cracking and it's madness. Infinity War. You have the first act, which is I mean, not gonna lie, it, it's strong at first. I mean, you got the Thanos and Hulk fight for like two seconds. That was cool. I I think the Thor and Rocket part really is
1: awful. I remember being excited for that part when like it was like starting to roll up in the theater and when like it was shown in the teasers a little bit i was like oh my god like thor and the guardians together like they're the two funniest things in the mcu right now that'll at least be
2: entertaining when i go to see it and then it's the worst part of the movie they just ruined thor's character like the the whole thing of ragnarok that i actually liked in ragnarok is that he goes beyond the hammer and becomes the god of thunder and then in this movie he's like oh i need a hammer It's like you just ruined the entire development of this character. Why does Thor have to go through like three heroes' journeys?
1: That's a problem with every character in this movie. Um, Pretty much everybody you can track a direct contradiction to what the lesson they learn in their solo movie from that same phase is like just off the top of my head spider-man the entire point of spider-man homecoming is that he doesn't need the avengers to be his own hero he can still do stuff on his own and he rejects becoming an avenger at the end of that movie and that's the lesson that he learns the first thing that happens in this movie is spider-man gets a new suit and becomes an avenger
2: the jory and i were in the theater and when uh tony stark like sarcastically says you're an avenger now we like fake clapped but then we got the whole thing (laughs) we stood up and cheered But we got the whole theater to clap.
3: Man, after you told me that, I saw I tried seeing how much I could uh get an applause for an endgame. And I almost had I would say thirty percent of the movie had
0: applauses.
1: I really wish that I saw endgame with you guys.
0: I went and saw Endgame alone.
1: Oof. I saw Endgame with my uncle because he got out of prison and I didn't want to break his heart. (laughs) And then I saw it. Who did I see it the second time with? I don't even remember, but I saw it twice. I saw it
3: with previous guest Hayden and sort of previous guest Steven. Legend. Yeah.
0: I don't know. I think I like Infinity War more than Endgame. I don't. (laughs) I I don't really care here. What does everyone else (laughs) say?
3: Uh, The road trip. Oh, I'm sorry. Dead Man's Chest. (laughs) I'm also pissed that Infinity War won instead of Black Panther if they were gonna pick a Marvel movie.
0: I think think Black Panther was more culturally relevant that year, but, I mean, at the same time, Infinity War made so much fucking money. And also, they're kids. I'm not gonna judge them for voting (laughs) however they voted. It's not like Academy voters where I can get mad at them like, What, did you not see Aladdin? What the fuck's wrong with you? What, did you guys miss Mary Poppins Returns? It was too late in the year for you? Your parents didn't take you out to see a theater that Christmas?
1: (laughs) Talk about uh, Into the Spider-Verse not being nominated. Snub. That is wild. I don't know when they introduced animated movies on here, but... uh, Pretty early on. But, like, The Lion King and Finding Nemo both won.
2: Yeah, honestly, yeah, Spider-Verse probably should have won that year and it didn't even get a nom
0: cast our best kids choice award favorite film prediction for 2021 the nominations are doolittle hamilton Q.B. halloween mulan sonic the hedgehog and wonder woman 1984 it's gonna be sonic i think it might be wonder woman
2: We need some kind of prize if we get, if somebody gets this right.
0: Well, I'm going to be extremely bold here. I think they're going Hamilton.
2: So Nate's going with Hamilton. Alden's going with Wonder Woman. Jory's going with Sonic. Fuck, that doesn't give me good options here.
0: (laughs) What were the other ones? Hubie, Halloween, Doolittle, or Mulan.
2: Yeah, I'm just going to double up. and I want to go with Sonic, but I feel like, do kids know Sonic? Like, I feel like Wonder Woman's the safer bet here. I'm going to go with the safe bet and go Wonder Woman 84. Is that the safe bet i thought i was doing the safe bet i'm pretty sure wonder woman is the first wonder woman didn't win i don't know it's a superhero movie beverly hills cop one didn't win but two won. <laughs> there wasn't a kid's choice award
0: well that was before they had the fucking list that was the first year oh yeah it was
1: <laughs> last chance to reconsider josh Now i'll stick to wonder woman 84 i'm locking hamilton the few ex- so wait what's the what's the prize for who wins
0: well i guess the prize for whoever wins can pick whatever really random offshoot episode like this next how about they pick
2: a movie for a movie commentary and we have to do it no matter what
0: that's better yeah all right whoever guessed this right and because Alden and Josh both, both guessed Wonder Woman 1984, then um you both can pick one. Oh, okay. Yeah, we need more commentary tracks. Yeah, we do. So now we're going to do a speed round, and I think this is going to go pretty quick. How the Grinch Stole Christmas versus Titanic. Ready? Three, two, one. Titanic. Titanic.
2: <laughs> How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Sorry, Titanic.
0: <laughs> All right. Who framed Roger Rabbit versus The Hunger Games? Three, two, one. Who framed Roger Rabbit? The Adams Family versus The Incredibles. Ready? Three, two, one. The Incredibles.
1: The Incredibles. The Adams Family. The
0: Adams Family. Goblet of Fire beat Rush-, Rush Hour 2. Okay, cool. Rush Hour 2. No versus Jumanji. Three, two, one. Home, Home Alone. On. Jumanji. Home Alone. Alvin and the Chipmone Equal versus Finding Nemo. Ready? Three, two, one. It's Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo. The Squeakquel. Alvin and the Chipmunks Chipwrecked versus Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest. Dead. Chipwrecked. Dead man's,
1: man's Chest. Yo. Ho ho and a bottle of rum. Dead
2: Man's Chest. Alden, don't do this.
0: I said Dead Man's Chest. We're, we're fine, John. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I heard sh- Chipwrecked from Alden. We are now in the Elite Eight. We've got Titanic versus the rabbit this was like a
2: bracket like based on just like something else that isn't the nickelodeon kids choice awards i th- think i would go with titanic but i feel like who framed roger Red was a movie that i would really uh enjoy more as a kid and um it's a movie with a mickey mouse and Bugs bunny crossover of course i'm gonna love that shit as a kid mm-hmm. i feel like while adult
1: humor present in who framed roger rabbit titanic is more of a movie for adults if that makes sense, like, I feel like most kids aren't going to be interested in the romance at all. And you can make the argument like, yeah, well, the ship sinking is cool. It's like, yeah, but that happens like an hour and a half
0: in. Yeah, that was on the second VHS tape that I owned.
1: Yeah, specifically the sequel.
0: Yeah, Titanic 2. <laughs> <By> Titanic. <laughs> we'll watch Home Alone,
1: or not Home Alone, Over the Hedge later. <laughs> Over the Hedge commentary? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be down.
0: I mean, I, I don't know how much, like, the kid's choice awards like element still like rings to this discussion i mean like i feel like they're all just here because they're kids choice awards winners i think titanic's probably the better of av- hmm you know what no i think who framed roger rabbit is actually a better made movie than titanic i just think titanic had mass appeal to just about everyone except kids so the fact that it won a kids choice award is kind of just bonkers but um i can see why like that won over young and old and really old all at the same time. I'm sure Leonardo DiCaprio like skyrocketed with teenage girls. Yeah. Between that, and Romeo and Juliet, the year before, he was definitely a teen heartthrob. Um, but Bob Hoskins is a, is a grown man's heartthrob.
1: Boys are like, Leonardo
0: DiCaprio was the best actor in
1: the 90s. Men are like Bob Hoskins.
0: Yo, he was the best part of Hook. You can't tell me otherwise.
1: Part of Hook, he was the best part of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He was the best part of the Super Mario Bros movie. He's the best part of everything he's in. He was uh, the Gary Oldman of his day.
0: All right, we've got Adam's family versus Big Daddy. 90s comedy classics
1: adam's daddy
0: (laughs) adam's daddy or a big family (laughs) (laughs) ah so it's a movie about italians
2: (laughs) i don't know what other takes i could say about the adam's family i'm gonna vote it i feel like i've said
0: my takes about it (laughs) i'm voting big daddy
3: i'm voting adam's family
0: well alden you're gonna have to make a decision because i'm also voting big daddy here man I mean, Big Daddy is literally the movie, if Josh had a kid it dropped on his doorstep tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that is the movie. Like, that, that's the whole movie. Yeah, it is. And Nate randomly goes on a business trip for a year to China. And it's actually my kid, but you're raising it, Josh.
2: Is Nate patient zero?
1: <laughs> patient zero what? covid 20 yeah listen josh big daddy walked so that the sweet life of zach and cody and uncut gems could run
0: big daddy walked so hooters could stay open for 20 more years
2: (laughs) (laughs) but without big daddy we wouldn't have riverdale so it kind of evens out (laughs) does it Uh, riverdale's pretty trash
1: no i'm saying does it as in do you think they wouldn't have made riverdale if the one sprouse brother didn't still act i don't know
0: Josh, I don't know if this will win you over, but I'm pretty sure Rob Schneider's in some sort of brown face. I don't know if he's playing a Middle Eastern guy, a Hispanic guy, or a Greek guy, but it's one of the three.
1: I think this movie is the Greek guy, because the Middle Eastern guy is in clique, and the Hispanic guy could be in any movie. Hip? Hip-hop? Hip-hop Anonymous? <laughs> hip-hop Anonymous?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the one you gotta sway here. He's the judge.
3: I mean, if you changed your vote, but... Honestly, all of this uh, defense for Big Daddy, it's pushed me away. So I'm picking
0: Adam's Family. That's fair. No, it's not. I guess Uncle Fester's super white face is better than Rob Schneider's <laughs> white face. <laughs> I, yeah, I
3: feel like the casting in uh, Adam's Family is flawless.
1: That's where you're wrong, kiddo.
0: I don't know. Christopher Lloyd is really good as Uncle Fester. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. But you
1: have obviously haven't seen Big Daddy because that's what flawless casting is really like.
3: Those
0: can be interchangeable.
2: I think we're standing Big Daddy a little too hard. Let's move on. You haven't seen it, Josh.
0: You don't know. All right. We've got Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire going up against Home Alone.
1: Interesting. Home Alone. Goblet of Fire. Chris Columbus directed better Harry Potter movies. (laughs) I disagree. So, Goblet of Fire.
2: Yeah, I disagree with that one too. I'm
0: going to vote Goblet of Fire. (laughs) Someone directed a better Harry Potter movie, and I'm going to go with Home Alone here. I would argue several people
1: directed better Harry
0: Potter movies. Who even directed this Harry Potter movie? I
1: have no idea.
0: It's the only one I don't know.
1: Was it like a one-off director? Yes. Yeah. It was Mike Newell, whoever that is. Gabe Newell's brother.
0: Yeah, that's probably him.
1: He directed Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time.
0: Ooh. Wait, you're persuading me the opposite way right now, Jory. I like that movie.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He directed Four Weddings and a Funeral? Whoa, he directed Donnie Brasco?
0: He directed Donnie Brasco? What the fuck?
2: And he directed two
1: episodes of The Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Wow, he did direct Donnie Brasco.
0: Yeah, I just think Home Alone's one of those movies, though. When I think of, like, what a kid's movie is or what a family movie is, Home Alone's, like, the first one that comes to mind. Because it's like, it's fun for the whole family. There's the bit with like John Candy, like taking the mom back to his house. And like, that's fun for the adults. Because they're like, oh yeah, John Candy, he's fun in movies. And then there's like the bandits and the slapstick traps. Like, that's hilarious for kids. But it's also got like a lot of heart. And it's also a Christmas movie. It's like the perfect turn on with the family. And I can see why this is a kid's choice winner. Harry Potter 4 being the only Harry Potter movie that won a kid's choice award is kind of sad now rolling back to my take though from our harry potter
2: episode i kind of said that goblet of fire was kind of the the turn i think for a lot of people my age were like oh this is actually a series i want to get into and follow so i think it actually makes a lot of sense that this is the one that won it
1: see i feel like that's
2: prisoner of azkaban
1: for most people though
2: no i feel like the ending of goblet of fire is when people hooked you had like voldemort coming in and like the death of Cedric Diggory, I think, like, for for a lot of people where they're like, oh, I want to see where this, like, story actually goes with these characters and that. Like, that's when the Deathly Hallows book, I think, was coming out shortly and there was theories like, is Harry Potter going to die? Like, I feel like this is when the Harry Potter, like, fandom really took off. Yeah, Prisoner of Azkaban might be a better directed movie but I'm just talking about the cultural impact here, and I think it makes a lot of sense that this one won. Goblet of Fire
1: came out a few years before Deathly Hallows came out. I think uh, Order of the Phoenix was actually the most recent movie at the time, before the book was coming out. Like, I get where you're coming from, but I don't think that it's really based on anything.
2: This It's not based on anything. This is Duel of the Takes.
1: <laughs> yeah, but you're making claims, and I'm saying, like, I, I don't think that's true. Like, not your opinion, but, like
0: steven what's your favorite harry potter movie this man answers does fantastic beasts count what the
1: fuck looks like steven didn't want to watch goblet of fire
0: that's so funny okay um i don't know i feel like i could defend home alone a lot. like i could continue this argument if we need to because like
1: yeah i feel Home Alone is just way more iconic in a myriad of ways, whereas Goblet of Fire is just the fourth Harry Potter movie and it introduces Voldemort and it has like some cool set pieces, but the iconography of the series doesn't really come from this
0: movie. But Home Alone by itself is just iconic. And John Hughes was on fire at this point in his career. Like the man had like freshly come off like the Breakfast Club, pretty in pink uh ferris bueller's day off and then he like writes a script for like an even broader audience and like it made so much fucking money with joe pesci and i think daniel stern is the other guy they're both great at the slapstick kind of humor and like their banter carries this movie for me i also like the old man next door kind of like archetype and like he comes over and and helps him at the end he's not actually a scary guy it kind of taught me to like to not be afraid of strangers even though like you should be but also like not everyone i, I jory said that gobble of fire
3: isn't where m- much of the iconography for the series comes from and i do agree with that but i also really like the a lot of the characters that are only in this film uh like uh david tenet's character whatever his name
1: was if you can't remember to crouch pause for effect junior
3: no i don't but i uh i remember cedric that's for sure that's weird yeah i really like um
0: sorry i thought his name was barty crotch so
3: (laughs) the cultural impact from both of these are fairly close but one requires that a series is attached
0: to it
2: i guess it's home alone sorry i had no factual evidence left in that debate You're right.
0: Okay, moving on. We've got Finding Nemo up against Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest.
2: Both involving fish. Yes.
1: Hmm,
0: who do I find more annoying? Dory or Captain Jack Sparrow? (laughs) You probably find Dory more annoying.
2: I was about to say, that shouldn't be a debate. You're right.
0: I'm gonna go with Dead Man's Chest here. Yeah, I mean yeah i am too
2: i like finding nemo a lot but dead man's chest um winning this kid's choice award sorry i'm gonna go off of without facts just a fair warning to everybody on the panel but i think dead man's chest winning makes a lot of sense because we said before it's the most fun i guess that's my evidence because we talked about it before but i think it's the most fun out of the trilogy and for like maybe a kid so i could see why that would win um the kid's choice award out of like how many movies that there's been now five
0: all right this is a stacked final four. We've got Who Framed Roger Rabbit, The Addams Family, Home Alone, and Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. I think it's so funny that all these movies are like the older ones on this list.
2: The most recent one is 2006, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Who
1: knows what the, these kids are up to
2: more than a decade ago are we the boomers now
1: the kids choice awards yeah i think so
2: <laughs> <laughs> we are in our 20s <laughs>
1: i don't think that we can vote for this show anymore
2: that being said i do think that sonic is winning were you born <laughs> were you born before 2002 or whatever the deadline would be now it'd be like 2006
1: yeah were you born before 2010 yeah i guess it would be damn i was thinking you guys. That kids born in 2010 or 11 now.
0: Do you remember Barack Obama getting sworn in?
1: (laughs) Despite the fact that I was nine years old. I do remember Obama getting sworn in.
2: We watched it in class. Yeah, we also watched it in class. We had an assembly. Damn. I wonder if for Trump's uh, inauguration, people watched it in class. They definitely didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, were we in high school for that? Oh, wait, for Trump's inauguration? Yes. Yeah, I was doing online at the time, so Yeah. Did you? I guess nobody watched Trump's inauguration in class here.
1: <laughs> no,
2: but everybody probably watched Biden's. Actually, wait, nobody was in school. Nobody would have been able to.
1: Or they watched it and they forgot because they're trying to emulate him.
2: Maybe Joe Biden just really likes Memento.
1: He's LARPing. <laughs> Joe Biden watched Memento and then War Dogs, so he decided to bomb Syria.
2: Like the cop in it is a Kamala Harris. And it says on his note, don't trust her lies. So, he, so he's just doing the opposite of everything she says. So she's like, maybe we shouldn't bomb Syria.
1: And he's like, we should bomb Syria? No, that's not what I said. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, what? Who are you? Yes, I think I will. Why does Captain America
2: look like Joe Biden? <laughs> <laughs> he really does. Isn't it weird that Jennifer Lawrence was still in those movies while she was, like, winning an Oscar and, like, being in, like, American Hustle and shit? Yeah, it was weird, and I think that it was because, like,
1: she was at a crossroads at her career, and then the Oscar thing happened to work out, (laughs) and then it was like, oops. Sorry about that. Hey, what do you think it would be like watching the Hunger Games and then immediately going to the theater next over and watching Silver Linings Playbook?
0: (laughs) I feel like I'd be very confused as to why this... um... Young woman is still in the franchise that has her running around the forest, shooting an arrow and falling in love with stupid teenage heartthrobs that are not good actors. Hey, watch your mouth. Josh Hutcherson is a treasure. Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Serviceable.
1: I've ever seen RV. With the, was it Robin Williams and Josh Hutcherson?
0: Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. And the wife from Curb Your Enthusiasm. That's a good movie. It was funny. Oh, you guys ever see Journey to the Center of the Earth with Dwayne the Rock Johnson? Yeah, the Jumanji before Jumanji. Yeah, the other movie where he's in the jungle, <laughs> where he's got the same outfit on. Is that the one where he replaces Brendan Fraser?
1: Was Brendan Fraser in the first one? Yeah, I think he was. I remember I saw it at a drive-in, but I don't remember any of it. I think I've seen the first one with Brendan Fraser.
3: Oh my God. I have seen RV. I'm looking at screen caps of this.
2: Anyways, uh shall we get back to the list? The battle of the uh Christopher Lloyd movies. What the fuck? I do remember RV. Yeah. <laughs> I have a vivid memory of seeing that like the same weekend as like Superman returns.
0: It takes up the same space in my head as um wild hogs <laughs> uh, who framed roger rabbit up against adam's family i'm voting roger rabbit oh well, uh, well, uh, well uh.
1: yeah me too yeah me too
0: i think i think i will too
1: make it a sweep
0: all right home alone versus pirates of the caribbean dead man's chest
1: i think that kevin McAllister could have rigged up the black pearl so that it wouldn't uh, have to worry about any
2: borders yeah i'm sticking with home alone here I
3: agree i'm going dead man's chest
2: the biggest defense i could give dead man's chest here is that as much as i liked home alone as a kid i think i gravitated towards movies like dead man's chest more because i think like big thing that studios i guess try to do is like try to sell what kids like a lot of times kids like i'm sure when i watched pirates of the caribbean or like indiana jones like those type of adventure movies like you want to be indiana jones nobody's watching that being like "Oh, i want to be short round <laughs> nobody's watching temple of doom
1: like oh i want to be watching temple of doom i suppose yeah yeah I, I see i can see where you're coming from i feel like um for me though i've almost had like an inverse relationship to that whereas like Home Alone didn't really do much for me as a kid. I know that I was in a minority on that, but I did really like watching uh, Dead Man's Chest, even though I didn't really like the franchise as a whole. I thought the first one was boring at the time. But now coming back to them as an adult, I feel like... Uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise trying to be what it is like just doesn't really vibe with me but Home Alone now I appreciate more as an adult and maybe it is in sort of that wish fulfillment way where it's like god I wish I could go back to when life was simpler (laughs) like be a kid and have like Kevin McAllister's problems but you know
0: yeah I don't know I feel like I kind of get more out of rewatching Home Alone like that scene where he's in the church and the old man's like watching his granddaughter sing and shit like has me crying in the club pretty much every Christmas Christmas. Whereas like if I were to go back and watch Dead Man's Chest right now, I think I'd have fun, but I'd have the same issues with the movie structurally that I've had since, you know, I was pretty much a kid. I want to see more movies like those, like, like sword fighting adventure movies, but I don't want to see any more Pirates of the Caribbean movies. This franchise is dead.
2: I also don't want to see any more Home Alone movies.
0: Oh, that's true. And there's a whole like subgenre of movies that came from this. But Pirates is kind of a throwback in a way to going back to doing Pirates movies.
2: Yeah, like it was definitely a revival of that uh type of genre. Like they they say it a bunch of times in like the behind the scenes of those movies too. Like they just don't make movies like the like that anymore. And it um it definitely like I think both of I think both of these movies um had like cultural impact for the time like they came out. Like I think there's a big reason why both of these movies won. Yeah, there's just two completely different movies, though. When you like tear them apart, like narratively and structurally, so it's a it's hard to compare the two. It's it's really just gonna come down to uh, your taste. I like Home Alone. It's something. It was always something uh, cool to watch uh, during the holidays. But I would only watch it during the holidays. Uh, Dead Man's Chest, I'd watch all the time. It was one of my favorite movies to watch as a kid. So it's uh it's hard for me to vote Home Alone here from that perspective.
1: I feel like if we're going to talk about um, how well they've lasted, I think it's worth saying that Home Alone has endured as long as it has, even still to this day. And I feel like part of that can be attributed to the fact that it's a um christmas movie also i feel like i feel like it was made the last decades though another solid john hughes movie just like nate was talking about like movies like pretty in pink the breakfast club uh, ferris bueller's day off movies that like for all purposes should be dated but really really can still stand up to modern viewing like 30 40 years later
2: I think that's what John Hughes' intentions was. Like, even though, like, this movie takes place in the 90s, it's pretty timeless. Like, yeah, it has some references. You have the Michael Jordan cutout. It's a movie you could really show anybody. And you you kind of say the same thing for Pirates. I mean, the movie takes place in, like, the 1800s or whatever, so it's not like it takes place modern times. I think Home Alone was made to last longer than Pirates, though. I mean, Pirates was just a financial success for disney and you could say it's just a continuation of that i don't know the movies were made to please uh two different fields um yeah alden what's your take here
3: personally prefer watching (coughs) any of the pirates movies with the exception of one um i do enjoy watching home alone every year or every other year when it's the season I feel like just personally, I have a huge attachment to the Pirates franchise, and especially this movie, and I don't have anything like that for Home Alone, so I just am hesitant to even think about voting for Home
0: Alone. Alrighty. So is that Dead Man's Chest then? It's up to Balden. <laughs> yeah. Alright, here it is. Who framed Roger Rabbit versus Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest?
2: This was not the final two I thought we have.
1: No.
0: <laughs> no.
2: Who Framed Roger Rabbit?
0: I know I like Who Framed Roger Rabbit way more as a movie, but I'm trying to think, like, what a kid would like more, and I feel like a kid wouldn't like a pulpy, kind of, like, noir with cartoons as much as they'd like us like a swashbuckling epic kind of like sword fighting pirates movie but at the same time to like counteract that i don't know this movie's long as shit and at least like who framed roger rabbit you're in and out in 100 minutes like it's at the end of it still has the structure of a cartoon it's it's like It ran so Space Jam could walk, so Looney Tunes back in action could walk. I mean, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was the first of a genre in its own way that Home Alone was.
2: Yeah, I think both of these movies, as a kid, would probably have parts that I would, if I just want to skip to my favorite parts, I would. (laughs) the cartoon stuff where like you see like mickey mouse bugs bunny and the the guy melting all that fun shit
0: the jessica rabbit spinning out of the taxi cab scene and then pausing it that perfect frame
2: (laughs) (laughs) and for pirates you're skipping to all the crazy action scenes um yeah once again these are two completely different movies like you said this is like a noir with like a cartoon twist and then you have a uh pirate action movie starring uh one of the biggest actors at the time
0: yeah Orlando Bloom yeah Bob Hoskins oh so I was watching the Billie Eilish documentary with Megan on her birthday and um her reaction to meeting Orlando Bloom at um Coachella is one of the funniest fucking things ever because Katy Perry and him were dating at the time <laughs> <laughs> and katie Perry's like hey i'd like you to like meet my boyfriend and she's like okay and she like hugs him and she's like okay it was nice meeting you <laughs> and then phineas like pulls up his phone and on imdb is like this is orlando bloom this is the man you just met <laughs> and she, she's like wait he was in pirates yo that's him and it's like a picture of like a she's like holy cow! And she, like, goes back out there and, like, gives him another hug. It's so fucking weird.
2: That makes me feel like a boomer. I feel like if I met that couple, I'd be like, Orlando Bloom, oh my god, and then forget Katy Perry's there.
0: I'd be like, de Chanel, is that you?
2: We got to respect that man's hustle in the 2000s. Man was in two different huge trilogies in the 2000s. Probably the two biggest of that decade. He got robbed by the bling ring.
0: Dude, imagine meeting Kira Knightley and being like, oh my god, Natalie Portman, I love you in Black Swan. It would be so embarrassing. I feel like she gets it a lot. Hey, you were great, Leon the Professional. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Which kind of sucks if that does happen to her a lot, because she's a very good actor. She was pretty good in the Imitation Game.
0: True, she was pretty good in that.
2: Isn't Kira Knightley in Love Actually?
0: Isn't that like... Yeah, she's in that. It's a good ensemble comedy. And she cucks her husband. She's in Phantom Menace. <laughs>
3: Yeah.
0: My fourth favorite Star Wars movie.
1: The last thing I heard about Kira Knightley was she said that she wasn't going to be in any more sex scenes that weren't directed by women. And I was kind of like, you're still in movies.
0: Um, Yeah. So who framed Roger Rabbit versus Dead Man's Chest here? I think that we're split again, I guess. It's weird because, like, this this is, like, a like list of kids movies that we're pretty much, like, debating here, and I think, like, the technological advancements that uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit made, being able to blend, like, animated characters and live-action film at the same time was pretty groundbreaking and i was kind of joking when i said like this ran so like space jam and looney tunes back in action could could walk but i mean think about it look at the other movies that are nominated on this list there's three fucking alvin and the chipmunks movies here these movies really spoke to kids for some reason that there's like smurfs movies that were nominated there's i'm sure garfield movie got nominated somewhere like people think that kids like to see movies with cartoons and people at the same time and it's kind of magical. I mean, look at Tom and Jerry. It's saving the domestic box office right now. Uh, this is still a genre and it's all because of this one good Robert Zemeckis movie.
1: I also think something to say for that too is uh while you will have like these other movies that are doing like oh like these characters but they're in real life, nothing is ever going to be able to achieve the same effect that Who Frame Roger Rabbit did with being able to get properties from like every big animation company at the time and all of their iconic older characters together like it was really a lightning in a bottle thing and it's
0: never going to happen again until this until disney buys it all
1: i really hope that this <laughs> future doesn't come true but
0: the closest thing i could think of was like a ralph breaks the internet kind of moment where you have all these disney princesses and video game characters simultaneously but i think Ra- who framed roger rabbit does it better i mean bugs bunny and mickey mouse like i don't think we've ever seen them side by side since then i don't know if we will probably not yeah and now that the looney tunes are simultaneously Simultaneously getting canceled one by one. I who knows?
1: Yeah, I guess we're not allowed to watch Who Framed Roger Rabbit anymore because Pepe Le Pew appears in it.
2: Is Pepe Le Pew canceled? Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal this last week. I'm glad I don't have Twitter
0: anymore. They deleted his scene from uh, Space Jam 2 <laughs> The scene didn't seem kind of <laughs> sus though. <laughs> the scene seemed really sus, especially in a post Me Too. Uh... Uh, Hollywood.
1: Why Why would they even shoot it? Like, that should have been, like, just like, alright, we're not
0: doing that. We're cutting that from the script. Like, how did it make it? Ron James is a kind of, like, role model of sorts, so I guess him telling people that that's not okay and that consent is cool is important coming from him. The actress who was taking part had, like, previously
1: been harassed or abused in some capacity.
0: Yeah, I, well, it's also, Space Jam 2's had, like, three different directors at this point, so <laughs> no one wants to, like, talk about that, but I'm sure this has been like a nightmare of what what the product's supposed to be. Because
2: like, yeah, what's wasn't James Wan supposed to direct this?
0: Uh huh. Where do you take this movie? Because kids now probably don't really know what Space Jam is. Like little kids now, I can't imagine they know what Space Jam is.
3: They're about to
0: For, like a millennial audience
1: almost. Like because I know like we. know what space jam is but i would say that none of us like grew up with space jam in the same capacity that somebody who saw it in theaters
0: when it came out did exactly so if you're making this for millennials then i mean just make it fucking like pg-13 or r or whatever and just like say fuck it this is like the looney tunes now and this is like the state of the nba now and like you know get wayne knight back get bill murray back and just be like fuck it you know i mean that movie is literally only three years younger than coming to america and that's sequel just came out and it's the same thing it's a sequel like 30 years later
2: i don't know if you saw the cast but the cast of like other nba players is kind of lame like why isn't like steph curry there like in the original space jam like he had charles barkley you had like some nba stars there and like why is don
1: the top of the cast on space jam 2 as sorted by the imdb star maker
3: good for him
2: but anyway yeah where are the basketball? Yeah, like Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Larry Bird. Like there were some like legends there. And like, don't get me wrong, Damian Lillard, Anthony Davis, great players. But like, where's Steph Curry? Where's Kevin Durant? Like, why isn't why isn't this essentially an all-star team on this movie? Like, what's going on here?
1: Probably too expensive. Kevin Durant is based. He said yes on Uncut Gems, but no to Space Jam too.
2: No, that was uh, Kevin Carnett. I was wrong. <laughs> A basketball player.
1: Kevin was (laughs) bass.
0: Kevin Garnett's actually good in uncut gems.
2: Kevin Garnett is the best like uh, NBA player like acting performance
0: I've ever seen. Hey, Shaq carries grown ups too. I was about (laughs) to (laughs) Shaq carries one of the worst Adam Sandler comedies. (laughs) Yeah, he does. All right. We've we've been delaying the inevitable for too long. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Versus Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. I'm voting Roger Rabbit. Me too.
2: I'll go with my nostalgic Card and vote Pirates. I'm doing the same and voting
3: Pirates.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, there you have it. The Best Kids' Choice Award for Favorite Movie of All Time is the 2006 winner, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Insert applause here. The
2: 2007 winner. Oh, my bad. First time we've had a Pirates movie win. We've come close. Yeah, we came close with the fantasy bracket.
0: Oh, yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit was also in the fantasy bracket.
2: (laughs) Yeah, we put it. Didn't we put it over Wizard of Oz? Yeah. I don't remember
1: anything about that bracket. Just that uh, what's his name wouldn't stop talking at the end.
2: And I got called
1: a
0: boomer. Did he call you a boomer? No, you did, because I liked Wizard of Oz a lot. But it's okay, you know? We live and let die.
1: Is this a spoiler for our 007 bracket coming up when uh, No Time to Die comes out? Shrek 3 is the best James
0: Bond movie. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. All right, so I guess... Stay tuned to when we find out who won- who wins the Kids' Choice Award this year. Is Nate going to be right with Hamilton? Or Jory and Josh? Oh, no, is Jory going to be right with Sonic the Hedgehog? Or are Josh and Alden going to be right with Wonder Woman 1984? Uh, who do you think winning the Kids' Choice Award this year? Well, who did you vote for? Because some of our audience is still young enough to vote. Is still young enough to vote?
1: For the Kids' Choice
2: oh (laughs) Oh, okay i gotcha
0: (laughs) yeah no i'm too old to vote i'm not old enough to be elected into office but i'm too old to vote i'm 22
2: now only 18 through 20 can now vote
0: we have a very very different person in office right now we would probably have kanye no no, we'd have Bernie. Yeah. Imagine how many Instagram, like, graphics would be made to get people to vote our age.
2: In any scenario. I feel like I saw that this election,
0: though. Imagine how many different t-shirts Bryce Dallas Howard would have to wear telling me to vote. The answer is zero, and then I would vote. Based. Too based for the episode. I'm gonna have to cut that joke. Okay. Unfortunately.
1: Imagine if the director of The Grinch's
0: Daughter... <laughs> that's worse that's worse all right well thank you everyone for watching to or listening to this week's episode of duel of the takes time's up
3: recording craig is not
0: recording Thank you for listening to today's episode of Duel of the Takes. Next week, we'll be celebrating Easter with Mikhail Baden from the M2J2 Project and Andrew Chope from YouTube.com slash to make a tier list out of every single episode of Veggie Takes. Special thanks to Anchor.fm for sponsoring today's episode. And remember, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.